positive vibes only kind of guy. And um, yeah. you're kind of bringing in negative vibes right now. So I'm going to hang up this call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this day is uh, is work day, and the kind of aura that you're bringing along to the school is just not conducive to where I'm trying to be at right now. I'm sorry. May Jesus be with you. Have a nice day. <laughs> my thoughts and prayers are with you, <laughs> but not my money. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up, you didn't lose your money. Now, you you have your... Technically, you kind of lost your money. here it is we are back the four b's bringing you once again the world's most bullish podcast this is mr all in aka the trillion dollar man dr evil 10 percent aka the people's champ myself sir never look aka the excellence of execution and she's here but she's never here and she's definitely going to disappear with the price as it is right now mrs no show where are you Oh no, we just dipped below 21k again. Ah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, this is a time to drown your sorrows and drink Starbucks, right? <laughs> this is not good. There is, you are not, <laughs> this is not a test. That is saying 20 right now. I mean, ever since we started the pod, we've just gone down and down and down. So, you know, we could be the factor of why Bitcoin's dead right now, the four Bs. We did have a high, didn't we? We had the second peak, which was in the midst of us doing the pod. Ah, November, yeah, true. Yeah. So it's not always. But in fairness, I have been looking at the trends over the halvings, and there's usually a single peak and then it tails off in the winter. And then you see a rise towards um, the end of that cycle before it hits a halving, and everyone goes mad within about a year of the halving so it's not out of sync but we did have two peaks which was a little bit weird mm. yeah well i think this cycle ultimately is it's blown all the models apart like we were we were never supposed to go below the previous cycles high which was 20k and we went down to 19 18k so that that was one of the truths in bitcoin like if you hold for four years you're guaranteed to be up yeah we, we can no longer say that there's people that brought in 2017 at the top that saw a whole high and it was never meant to come back down. It did. It went back down below their buy price. Never happened yeah. before. But it was only for a bit. And then also, couldn't you say that external factors came into play with Celsius? Sure. There's always an excuse. But the, the thing is, the, the, the models are the models. And they say certain <sighs> things can and can't happen. Once they're invalidated, then everything that model says, really, you have to take with a grain of salt. Because... Yeah. Um, because the thing is, it never did, right? Before, like when you say external factors, right? What happened in March 2020, Bitcoin was at 6K. We went down to 2.5K. That was because of a global lockdown. That is probably one of the biggest black swans ever. That should have taken us below 1,000, really, because that would have been the previous cycle's high. And that one, probably you could have said black swan. But right now, has there been a black swan this year, really? Like I know inflation's going crazy. I know there's been some shitcoin exchanges blow up, 
that shouldn't have taken us down below the previous cycle high. That isn't a global lockdown or anything like that. That's just kind of in our space. It's, and it's mainly should just send shit coins to zero, but it's hurt Bitcoin as well and hurt it so much that, you know, I think that the theory of like almost Bitcoin was a stable coin. I think it was for about six months. We're between like 35 and 45K for like yeah. six, nine months. Just we're getting these 10% up and downs, but they were just in a range, weren't they? It was just not yeah, moving. we were just tracking and trending right, weren't we? Yeah, and we had the discussion on this podcast where it was like, is this it? Is this kind of the super cycle in a way where Bitcoin is now just stabilized? It's going to go up and down by 10%, but just keep ticking on up. We're never going to get big 10x gains in a single kind of six-month period. It's just going to be 5 or 10% up. When you zoom out over two years, it's like, oh, shit, we 10x. But no one's going to realize it. The boom and bust is going to basically calm down and start becoming the super cycle. And... um yeah, I think it's now confirmed that is not the case whatsoever. We're down like eighty three percent. I do, but I do wonder whether you know now is the time which in a, which a country would go actually will go on Bitcoin standard because this is when it's seen as cheap because we've had many months when um, it's been at all time highs and everyone's like oh it's too expensive. Whereas now we're down. Surely this is where, you know, like in Nambia, whoever else was talking to a Bukalele ago, is, is this the time? Well, I, I think everyone likes, it's like the meme though, right? I, there's a massive queue at the table for Bitcoin Correct. at 60K. And then you've got the table at 20K here, it's empty. No one wants yeah. Bitcoin at 20K, whereas Correct. everyone wanted Bitcoin at 60K. So I think it takes a lot of high conviction to make your buy at, a, at one of the part of this cycle lows. It tends to be, the hardcore Bitcoiners buy this bottom. And then once we start to, to tick back up, that is when I think we'll get momentum and then some companies and countries might come out the woodwork. It'd be very brave of anyone to come out right now. You get, you get instantly laughed at. El Salvador got laughed at and the price was, we're in the middle of a bull market and they look geniuses. Yeah. Now they're getting laughed at for being down. I think it'd be very tough for a country to come out and go, yeah, we're going on to Bitcoin. Everyone would be like, didn't that die? isn't that 75% down in the last year? And it's, yeah, it is. So that's going to be a tough thing to sell politically, I think. Yeah, definitely. No one wants to catch that falling knife, right? Mm. Uh, so but the plans that are in place, because we previously talked about it where Bukalele held um, that conference and there was like either 42 or 44 different countries I think the red tape that the countries have to go through, um, because maybe some of them naturally were a lot bigger than El Salvador, uh, it would take time. And then maybe those plans have been thwarted right now with the price drop. But I still think as and when the time's right, one of them will just simply press the trigger. Yeah. Hopefully it's been in the works for the last year or so, and it will just happen to come out. And they started yeah. all the good work during the bull market. And even though it's the bear market, they're still brave enough just to push ahead. Correct. <clears throat> Hopefully that's the case. And then, yeah, and then they'll look geniuses because they'll be buying the, the market bottom. Probably. Yeah. This is ultimately what would cause a bit more stability around Bitcoin, wouldn't it? Where we get a number of countries adopting. Yeah, well, we need people of high conviction. We need more ukuleles and sailors. You know, they, they've both brought huge quantities of Bitcoin and their conviction mm. is solid but we've seen a lot of institutional investors come in and VCs come in and they're buying Bitcoin for gains. So the second they see kind of macro trouble and a macro recession, they just 
they they take a haircut on all their assets, including Bitcoin. And I think that's why we've seen it. So I think they are, yeah, I think it's the VCs and the huge institutional investors that have come in and brought billions of dollars worth of Bitcoin. I think in reality, if we could trace all this stuff back, I think they are the big sellers. And I think in reality, like we see things like Celsius going bust. There's another one called Pebble or something went bust this week. In reality, they're just they're almost like the, the news, but they they haven't caused any selling yet. Like Celsius haven't caused any selling because they've locked up all their all their coins. Like they've been mm. liquidated in the back end, but like the, the trouble hasn't even come out yet. Eventually they're gonna have to liquidate all the Bitcoin they've got and try and refund people in some shape or form. They haven't even done that yet. And then they have 38 billion worth of assets under management. They probably don't have yeah. anywhere near that much Bitcoin. They probably only have 10 billion of assets, if I had to guess. So they're probably, you know, 20 billion in the hole. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think I do think it's um, this cycle has been a lot of instead of like retail coming in, I think we've had a lot of invest big investors coming in. And I think they've still got paper hands and then they've they've had their first 20, 30 percent correction and they've shit it and they've run off thinking our oh, recession's happening. Let's get into cash. They'll probably come back, but they'll hopefully they pay the price. You know, they're, they're selling their Bitcoin at 20, 30K now. By the time they have the confidence can come back in, hopefully we're well over 100K and they learn their lesson and get a third of the amount of Bitcoin that they had before. Yeah. Uh, you're absolutely right on the uh, on the Celsius piece. Um, it was more of a comment as opposed to an article, so I didn't include it in, but um, I'm a subscriber. I think uh, you are Dr. Evil 10% to Kathy Woods, ARK Invest, and uh, they came out with this article in terms of the unwinding of the Terra ecosystem and the potential collapse of Celsius. Uh, and as you say, ultimately, this thing could take years uh, within order for people to get their Bitcoin back as and once it's unraveled. And so uh, I think the full ramifications, as it says here, um, totally remain unclear. So this is gonna put a lot of people off from potentially buying into the market, uh, but it, it doesn't change the fundamentals of what Bitcoin is and what Bitcoin does. And uh, for the, the non-educated, it's not going to necessarily be processed correctly in that way. And of course, naturally, the way that the media will spin this as well. Um, in our chat, whilst uh, we've been chatting as well, you may have seen that I just sent in a link as well in terms of Case Bitcoin, in terms of uh, the charts. So I don't know if it's a meme, but, you know, essentially... Right now, we are 69% uh, down from Bitcoin's all-time high. Oh, just a shame we're not at 420 then. Yeah. So 69 down. Yeah, because we've come up a little bit. We were in the yeah. 70s before. And, and the last cycle, the, the scary thing is, the last cycle bottomed at 83. So mm. <clears throat> I think, if, if I was to guess, I would, I would guess that this is... Um, There's more to go. Yeah. Because the, the, the bottom, like... Once we went through 20k, everyone was predicting like further, like down to five or 10k. So then obviously we pump up. So everyone's yeah. wrong there. And then once everyone starts to get bullish, I think we do another nice big dump. And, and it, could, it needs to be a flash dump, right? So we're at 6k for ages and everyone was hurting at 6k. And everyone thought that was the bottom. Nah, like we flash crashed in March 2020 down to two and a half. And then in the next three months went pretty much straight to 50k. 
So we need to liquidate the last couple of people that were still holding on, that were still weak hands. And I just feel that we've still got a little bit of that. We went through that 20K barrier, but then we pretty much came back up. I'm like, that wasn't enough pain. I think we need more. There's, um, there's some people secretly still think that it's up only from here. And I go, well, whilst we've still got some believers, we got, we're got we going back down to 10. They have yeah, another, 50, another 50% haircut. Have everyone completely go, fuck, Bitcoin might be over 10K. <laughs> but, and that will be then, that's the bottom. Yeah, definitely. I think as well, it's got to be a long, cold, hard winter for people to really suffer because this is nothing really. It's been a week, if that. You know, so it, the the cold winter of 2018, that was long. That was painful. And uh, I think the new hands that have come into, uh, into the party, you need to feel that and then they'll understand it. Yeah, well, it's been about eight months. I mean, November was the top, and then it's been down only since then. Yeah. So um, that that has been pretty painful for a lot of people. But yeah, I still think we're probably halfway. If I was, and, and sometimes you just need to track sideways at a really shitty price because mm. we, we track sideways at six k for ages, and everyone's like, "What the fuck is this? Just is this what it is?" And like, I think when boredom sets in, and just like everyone's so far down, and you just get so bored, and then you just have another dump just to. <laughs> people that were still holding on going it's okay it's going to go back up in a minute we dump again they just go fuck it i'm out and then then it's up only from there and it's and the, wife's, the wife's been saying um so i hear bitcoin, bitcoin's down how, how how much are you down that's just like i don't know i haven't looked the trick always is if you denominate your wealth in bitcoin you're not down at all I should have yeah. said that. I should have said um, I'm not down because I haven't sold any. Yeah, like yeah, one one Bitcoin is worth one Bitcoin. And I still have my Bitcoin. I didn't lose it. I think it's still the principles, you know, when the long hard winter sets in, it's thinking, why have I invested in Bitcoin? Why am I doing this? And I think you have got to sit back and think, what what is a better store of wealth? What what is a so, not so much wealth actually, because I think wealth is everyone goes to gold. Um, and thinking about you know Scrooge McDuck, but think about what is a better form of money. What is yeah. a better way of trading? Yeah, I've started to expand my horizons in terms of that, not just from a financial perspective, but I'm looking more at you know every day the technology is getting better and better. We're building the rails for the Lightning Network. Uh, you know we. The exchanges uh, are, are there still, you know, that there's more and more miners that are coming along. People are educating themselves better. Uh, and fundamentally, again, nothing's changed in terms of Bitcoin. So it's just the start. It's just the beginning uh, for what needs to happen. You know, customer service is still shit in all of the exchanges. That needs to change. So, uh, yeah, it's all it's all happy days. Yeah. And then is on the other side of the coin, who we're competing against, yeah. have they cleaned up their act and, and are more efficient now, which is why we're going down? No. The governments are just as reckless, just as nuts. We're still starting silly wars. We're still funding fucking healthcare that we don't need inflation yeah. is still through the roof they're still lying about it comically every <laughs> other day there's another representative for biden that's getting up and lying about inflation and they're the the current 
sound money, right? They are the current money of the globe, which is the dollar. And they're lying and they're printing it at record rates. So all that's happening really is it's playing out exactly as Bitcoin has predicted. And we knew it wasn't going to be straight up. We knew it was up and down all over the place. People get excited in every cycle. We pump too high, then we pump, dump, dump too low. But fundamentally, the, the principles and the, the code behind Bitcoin remain solid. And What's the, the Christine Lagarde thing? What you do about inflation? Was it we will see? <laughs> in due course, I think she said. Or something. In due course, that was it. In due course. And then just laugh. In due course. Am <laughs> I... <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> is there is anyone seen if Granddaddy Biden is up off the floor from this little <laughs> cycle four? Talking of cycles, <laughs> I mean, he could still be there right now. I mean, no, we wouldn't know. To be we fair, I, I was actually impressed he was even on a bike. He can barely walk. I'm like, yeah, which idiot put Biden on a bike? I mean, they just pushed him off. off. It's like you know when you're teaching your kids how to cycle, you put them on the bike and you get them moving, and then they've got a bit of confidence, so you let go. I think that's what happened. If someone let go, so you could go across the shot thinking, oh, yeah, someone will um, catch him on the other side of a camera <laughs> shot. But he didn't make it through the camera shot. <laughs> we also saw that video this week. I don't know from how long ago it was, but it's the most random attempt to talk. It was just various words yeah. in a certain time frame which didn't connect, connect together. That was unbelievable. It wasn't stuttering. There was no stuttering there. It was just random words. Weird, had... Weirdly, that's an, that's an old clip from when he was running for president. Like he, he did that speech on stage. Then oh, my word. Apparently then got a record number of votes, even more than Trump and Obama, to get the presidency. It, of course, every vote was legit, and they weren't all dead people that voted for him. But yeah so so that's the good thing right that's the always the good thing like if, if you see bitcoin going down and then you don't see really anything that particularly bad happening in bitcoin um and you also see governments clean their act up and actually competent leaders saying things that you believe in and going oh yeah the price has increased that's because we printed too much money the way we're going to resolve that is by stopping to print some money and cut some essential resources cutting some of our staff i'd shit myself then as a bitcoiner i'm like oh right the asset I've got here is betting on that failing. And I think they're too corrupt to turn around. Yeah, if I started yeah. to see a U-turn, I'd start to get worried and go, maybe Bitcoin really hasn't point. got a use case. But it's they're not point. saying any of those things. If anything, they're blaming the poor people, going, eat bugs, not steak. Like, just absolutely Your cow farts lots. And it's just like, my God. You know, there's less cows in the USA now than there were in the 60s. But, yeah, they're coming out with this. Well, yeah, you know, if governments gave themselves a, an austerity pill, uh, then, yeah, that's when we definitely would need to be, uh, yeah, scared of what's going to be going I think forward. I'd be most worried if they started using a gold standard. Mm. You know, whilst it's not ideal, because I do doubt the production, which they claim of 2% per year. Well, it doubled because, last week, didn't it? Well, yeah. yeah, it doubled last week. And then also <laughs> all these mining companies have this mass amount of reserves of gold which keeps on seems to be increasing alongside the two percent so mm. it's not two percent is it I, I don't believe a gold standard at all it's just one of them where it's, i just don't think they'd ever do it it's just one of them they, they'd virtue signal to it it's like what they're doing with cbdc's they just they try and pull the wool, wool over your eyes and go yeah we're going yeah. to a gold standard all oh, right that mean you're going to match the dollars one to one with gold 
well, I don't think there's even enough gold in the world anyway. So no. they'd have to do a great reset thing to go, we need to balance out how much gold we have to how much fucking money we need. It's like well, not should, too far ahead of the supply of gold. It's just like not even... But even if it was, say, $10,000 to one piece of gold or whatever, it's at least there's a standard, you know, and it caps caps it to 2% increases per year, apparently. But then, at least, yeah, it's a, I don't know. We just don't know how much gold there is. It, it's flawed. It is flawed. And I, I do agree. I'm just saying that if that actually came in, that would worry me. Yeah, but when there's no standard, no capping, it's, yeah, you know, it needs replacing. Yeah, You've also got to remember what's flawed is the fact that fiat is flawed and it's just a Ponzi scheme anyway. You know, fiat is programmed to go to zero. So no matter what, it, you know, they could clean up their act with regards to spending less, uh, cutting budgets, taking out uh, corrupt politicians. But ultimately, it still wouldn't change the fact that that money is going to zero. Because this sounds, this sounds like right-wing talk. Get back in your pod and eat your bugs. <laughs> I bet you're, you're getting a strike. Yeah, and a transphobe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. <laughs> <Okay>, Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the uh, the end of the four Bs. It was nice <laughs> knowing the audience. And yeah, good night all. <laughs> should, we, uh, should we hit the first story? Yeah, why not? It's, it all leads in from what we've been talking about, specifically around price. Absolutely. Which is quite a, a weird thing around MicroStrategy, which is kind of nuts. Because obviously MicroStrategy have done super well on their share price since they've um, been holding Bitcoin. But then, as we always know, whenever you're one step away from Bitcoin, which is why shitcoins try and do it, and any other type of asset, sometimes you can outperform Bitcoin um, as a kind of customary asset just because sometimes the liquidity is not the same it's not nowhere near as big so it's easier to pump something smaller than it is something as big as bitcoin but then when bitcoin comes down they crash harder too so that's mm. what's happened to the micro strategy price and then samson mo tweeted um the other day that their market cap at the time of he wrote this which is june 17th so it's about three or four days ago their market cap was 1.8 billion but their bitcoin holdings were 2.6 billion so literally they, the company is now worth less than just their Bitcoin. And obviously they have a company that yeah. makes hundreds of millions in profit a year. So obviously now the market, this is, and if anything, this is a bullish signal because that is a very obviously an overcorrection for MicroStrategy share price. They are clearly worth more than that. If they liquidated all yeah. their assets tomorrow, they are worth probably double what their, their current share price values them at. So it's probably a good time to buy MicroStrategy, but what it could also then represent is probably a good time to buy Bitcoin as well, because Bitcoin is oversold, just as MicroStrategy share price is clearly oversold. It, the market is overreacted, probably overreacted before and pumped it too high, probably almost definitely did pump it too high. So it's come down, but now it's pumped it too, too low. So they should probably be at least double this shit, whatever share price they're at, they should be double it just to be at a fair market value and now it comes to, well, what is their future earnings and all that type of stuff? But people are obviously bearish on their Bitcoin allocation and thinks it's going to sink the company, which is why their share price is now so far down. Been trading well over 20 years, hasn't it, in terms of MicroStrategy, because he's been the CEO uh, for over 20 years. So they know a thing or two in terms of what they're doing in terms of that share price. Uh, clearly, it's, it's undervalued right now. 
Yeah, I did see another tweet that Sailor's down, I think, 1.6 billion on his buy. <laughs> but I think they've I think wow. they've bought four billion in Bitcoin. And I think at the time they were their valuation of that Bitcoin was 2.4 billion, which is kind of crazy. That's crazy. I, he, he he was pretty much double, I think. He, his four billion was up at about eight, and he was looking like a genius, but that four billion in profit got eroded and now he's 1.6 in the hole. That's serious cash, right? And and obviously we've been on here and he, he's been, I've always been critical of Sailor on one point, which was taking debt on to buy Bitcoin. You go, right. can you ride out a harsh printer with that, with leverage? If you've just used your available income and you're not, you don't owe anyone in something, you're in control of that asset. If you want to buy it or sell it, you can if you want. But if you take out debt, there's a schedule you've got to pay. And if the price is down, it's going to hurt because you probably loaned, let's say you loan 100 grand and the Bitcoin valuation now could be down at 30 grand. You still owe 100. You got to pay that back. And it probably means you have to liquidate the 30 grand of Bitcoin you had plus another 70 grand of Bitcoin that you didn't want to sell. So it's probably another like good message to go, don't do what Sailor does, right? The billionaire land is billionaire land. He, he will be fine. Micro strategy will be fine. But the average, average pleb out there, they're probably hurting if they took some of his advice and started remortgaging, selling cars. I saw people selling their cars at 69K, going, I don't, I don't need two cars. The wife's got one, I've got one. Selling it for 10 grand and buying another 10 grand of Bitcoin at 69K because everyone was guaranteed it going to 100. And then... We were obviously down at 18 a couple of days ago, and you go, Yeah, I bet you wish you had that car now because the sacks you've got didn't really pay off. So just don't go too far of it. Just buy sensibly, but don't don't take debt and don't sell things you need. And this should be a lesson to anyone if Mr. All In is telling people don't go all in. Yeah, don't use leverage. It's it's against the principle. Go up to hundred percent. Don't go past hundred. Okay, yeah, yeah. It, it is kind of like the principles of Bitcoin, isn't it? It's like, don't get yourself in debt. Yeah. Actually work and build a life based around what you can bring and not yeah. just in a revolving um, circle of debt. Yeah, it, it was greed. In reality, when you really look at it, it's greed. People are just a little bit greedy. When, especially in the bull market, like everyone gets excited, start liquidating everything to get their sats. But in reality, I always say like you, you got to be thinking five to ten year um, with any mm. Bitcoin buy. And so if you're going to need that money in five to ten years, that that probably isn't investable cash. That's that's cash you need to live. So probably keep that on hand because who knows where Bitcoin's price is going. And if you can't handle a seventy to eighty percent drawdown, then you're too far in. You've got people have lives, and that's the thing. Like Bitcoin should be like a saving asset. It should be sound money. It's kind of the money that grandma used to put under the under the mattress but she didn't put all her money under the mattress like she still spent a lot of money she lived her life but then she had a nice nest egg there so if when she retired she had money and she had enough money to hand down as an inheritance that's kind of like what we should be seeing bitcoin as right now so you don't need to go 150 percent all in on that asset because you're not retired yet yeah you're still in the game you still need to spend so you can't have an asset you don't ever want to spend you're gonna to have to sell it probably for less than you bought it for so it's kind of counting against you now yeah grandma was wise naturally exactly that's where we came from yeah um i think as well and i may have said it on the last week's pod 
uh, or the week before, sorry, is that in this day and age, we can actually now see, you know, they used to talk about uh, look above because people were literally falling from the sky, you know, in terms of the suicides, because people are being leveraged. But with social media, we can see this is going to hurt people, like those people that have got super leverage, you know, they're going to find, or some some of them will take the easy way out. And again, not like Sailor that can handle a 1.6 billion debt and still live, a happy life regardless but others you know the average pleb the average normie not going to be able to do it so uh, yeah don't do it one good thing about all this anyway is all, all the shit coins are dying yeah <clears throat> they've they've completely combusted everyone is completely losing their minds and i was listening to this shit coin podcast actually um i, like, I quite like kobe kobe's um a big Twitter guy got like half a million followers or something. He's British as well. And, uh, but yeah, he got into Bitcoin 2011, 2012, like super early, super rich. Um, but he's a massive shitcoiner now. But then uh, I listened to his latest podcast, which was just, um, it was one that was just like blood all over the kind of thumbnail. It's like c- complete capitulation. And um, I was listening to him talk and he pretty much just went, pretty, pretty much strongly hinted that he was going to leave the space because crypto is kind of just a big scam. Bitcoin is exactly what he thought it was originally, which is it's going to be sound money. He's skeptical that it's ever going to take over, but it's got its place as like a, a global currency. So there's, and he's kind of made his mark now by, by downplaying that part and going, it's not that important. Crypto's better. And now he's been proven completely wrong that crypto is not better. It's completely imploded, did not add any value over the last four years, all this DeFi, metaverse, all the NFTs. They were all just pump and dumps. Every single one was just a scam. Not a single platform had delivered anything of value other than pumping a token price up, making some people some money, and now all that profit has disappeared. It's literally just like the last four years was basically for nothing. And you could <laughs> see him saying that and went, and they were going, what are you going to do if you're not going to do this? He went, I might just like buy a bit of land and just build a shed or something. And, and ironically, like his co-host is this like older guy who's a bit of a dad. And they take the piss out of him for looking after his kids and just like potting around in the garden. And it's a case of you've gone full cycle, like probably went to billionaire mode, came back down to now spoil still worth 100 million or something. And Mm. what you want to do with your life, because you're so disillusioned with the space you dedicated your life to, you now just want to live the dad life and build a shed. And I mean, that's just like it showed to me just when you're just investing in stuff purely for gains, when the gains go, you just got nothing to stay for. Whereas with Bitcoin, it's like, this is self-sovereignty. This is separating money from state. We're, we're not going fucking anywhere. We don't do you care. Think it might, right. Do you think it might be a bit further down the cycle? So you've got your, um, we talked about getting into the crypto space, buy a bit of Bitcoin, buy a bit of um, shitcoin, and then become, um, then realize that shitcoins are useless to become a Bitcoin maxi. Hmm. Is it that when someone gets in at a certain point, they become so rich that they're just hmm. kind of going, oh, let's, um, make some money on some shit coins because i'm so rich do you think it might be part of a a life cycle of a bitcoin or such and then go back into bitcoin and go actually i just want this simple life i don't want to deal with this shit coin because it is a pile of crap yeah i I have seen a lot we have seen a lot of bitcoiners so kobe and um who's a guy who's done a lot of educational stuff 
great great name. Um, oh, Antonius. Oh, Andreas. Yeah. Antopoulos. Yeah. So there's been a few notables who are pure Bitcoin maxis who have gone into um, shit coins. Yeah, and the, the, I think the, the problem with them is that once they do that, because they're so public, they can't now say they were wrong. They can't admit it and go, I'm a Bitcoin maxi now. So I think they just leave. The problem, is, the, the good thing is that most plebs, I think, go through that cycle and then end up Bitcoin maxi and then pop up their heads and suddenly start chatting Bitcoin. And we don't know that they shit coins so hard before. So they can kind of just leave that behind, delete a couple of tweets and appear as a Bitcoin maxi. If you've got a massive following like Andreas and Kobe, I think it's just too embarrassing to come back into Bitcoin and go, guys, I was wrong for like seven years. Called all sounds like Kobe. Toxic. It sounds like Kobe is. So weirdly, I think I don't think he knew he was doing it, but that is kind of what he did. And uh, but he doesn't want to be a Bitcoin maxi. He's like, I'm never going to be that. Um, I think he'd rather leave the space. I guarantee you'll leave the space with hardly any shit coins and a shit ton of Bitcoin. So. Of course. What about there was um, Breedlove, wasn't there as well, if we remember rightly? Oh yeah, yeah. He's still a Bitcoin maxi. That was a classic. Just he wanted more sats, so he was willing to shill that shitcoin on his followers. Okay, oh. so he's he saw the light. He's, he's back, is he? Yeah. Well, yeah. He he never really left. It was just a dirty move because the problem right. was, you know, he's obviously an influential Bitcoin maxi. Still said he was throughout the whole thing. Yet he shilled a shitcoin. And by doing that, pumped the price, dumped some of it, made a bit of profit. And everyone was like, that's dirty. That's not the Bitcoin way. We don't make a quick nice. buck. You're well-respected in Bitcoin. Like, Do legitimate Bitcoin gigs and get paid for it. It's absolutely fine. But don't shill a shitcoin on your followers and then pretend. Like, he then pretend it was an accident. He didn't mean to do it. He was just, no, 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 mate. It's, just be honest now. You were, you were trying to make a quick buck. And I think he did. I think he made like 70 grand. You go, all right, well, that's your reputation gone you, for 70 grand. I hope it was worth it. What about Andreas? Is he st still a shitcoiner? Yeah, last I heard, he was still massively into all that DeFi bollocks. Um, I've been following Andreas uh, because I just <laughs> spent quite a bit on the uh, the Lightning Network uh, book that he's, he um, put together with somebody else. And... Um, and he's also put together a, a, another book, which is Mastering Ethereum, as well as his original Mastering Bitcoin book. Yeah, it's got um, flies on the front cover. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Because that's the the mastering Ethereum. So what is it? Yes. Like mastering dick pics. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he opened he the knows. book, there's the shit in there, and that explains the flies on the front cover. <laughs> yeah. He, he says they're bees, but they're flies. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, for me, he, he's one of those people that, um, from a, a teacher perspective, he can make very complex um, things very simple for the average layperson to understand. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do a little bit more research to see if he is still shitcoin. Yeah, I'll never know. Uh, because... He blocked me years ago. Ever since he turned, <laughs> he blocked me. Which is so sad because he is literally the, he's the guy that Orange built me. It was his yeah. videos, really poorly produced, crappy, but he is so eloquent, so good at talking. Yes, exactly. And um, his his original Bitcoin videos are still some of the best. And they orange build me. He he was the one mm. that made it click for me. And um, yeah. it was so sad that about two or three years into my journey, he turned shitcoiner. I called him out for it and he blocked me. 
I'm like, oh well, got got blocked by one of my heroes, but he <laughs> he's not a hero of mine anymore. He sh- he went off into shitcoin land for a quick buck. So go fuck yourself. But, no. So it's like um, it's like Saifedean starting shitcoining for us. Yeah, or or a sailor. Yeah, one of oh, one of those two big boys. Oh, re- that would hurt. It really would. Yeah, yeah. And and, and Thomas, it's at times like this where sometimes the big influencers you realise. They weren't as wealthy as they said they were. They mm. were shitcoining. They might have been a bit leveraged. They might be have a bit of debt on. And they they sell their reputation for a quick buck by putting their name on a shitcoin. It, do, it wouldn't surprise back. me. Yeah. About now, one of the probably top 10 guys in Bitcoin right now, one of them will probably shill a shitcoin in the next 12 months and will be amazed that they did it and they'll be gone forever. And But desperate times, desperate measures. Yeah. You're right. It's like um, as as Warren Buffett says, you know, when the tide goes in, you find out who's naked, uh, and so ultimately we might find out who was over leveraged. But I know we're talking about shit coins. I, I I really like Lynn's latest tweet thread that we link to in the description. Yeah, which is just really good because wait, actually, yeah, weirdly, this is Kobe's tweet that she is um, quote tweeted. So her whole thread centers around one of Kobe's tweets, which essentially is around Solana, where Solana's going, oh yeah, we're the first ever freaking decentralized platform. It's a competitor to Ethereum. But then their whole scam is, or their whole problem they've got, some whale has managed to accumulate an absolute shit ton of this Solana coin. So they're positioning a new governance measure to go, we want to steal all that person's coins because we're scared they're going to they're gonna dump it and ruin the price of Solana forever. So they passed this random governance vote, but then Solana, as the kind of founder of the coin, just voted a million times for yes. <laughs> and then there was like 4,000 no's. So it passed, but they did. They were all the yes votes. So they basically voted to take a load of coins off a person that has legitimately got hold of all these Solana coins, which clearly then now he controls the network. He's going to keep and pump or dump whatever he wants to do. So they're just going, we're going to take the coins off them. And so Lynn's just kind of gone. And even Kobe, I think this is, again, one of his bit bits where he's just cracked and gone, this DeFi stuff is a load of bollocks. There's nothing decentralized about it. It's completely centralized around the owners of the coin. And Lynn just then just has a great tweet thread, really, which goes, Bitcoin's different to this because it is decentralized. If she doesn't normally invest in things like Bitcoin, she likes to see a profit and loss. She likes to see revenue. She likes to see profit. They're the things that she typically invests in. But Bitcoin is different because it doesn't have profit and loss. It is just an asset that goes up and down based on people buying and selling it. It's basically what the markets say it's worth, but it has value for all these kind of key reasons based on its security, its scarcity, and being able to transmit to anyone in the world. And um, it's just a great tweet thread, I think, from someone that is an institutional investor Typically, Bitcoin wouldn't match up to their buying criteria. It doesn't have what a good company should have, but she still sees value in it for a whole host of different reasons, which is why pretty much all Bitcoiners hold Bitcoin. But it's great mm. to be kind of a very like educated investor type view as to why she's a Bitcoiner and not a shitcoiner. Yeah, Lynn's, uh, you know, everything that she pretty much says is spot on. 
uh, again, very articulate with the way that she puts things uh, and very considered and measured in terms of um, her thought process as well, which she transparently um, tells people as well. She's open with the, with the ways that, uh, you know, what she looks at in terms of the macroeconomics of the world. So uh, I am a fan of anything that she, she typically puts out or any interviews that she's on. Yeah, this is something for like you know the financial directors out there the accountants people that think they know they're investing you know like sometimes we struggle like to convert them completely this is the yeah. type of thread that i would bookmark and send to them and go look this person thinks like you they think like an institutional investor but they've come to a different conclusion to you read through this one thread it's only like 10 tweets long this is why she thinks bitcoin is different than crypto it's a completely yeah. different asset crypto is scams bitcoin is sound money but why bitcoin also measured up to a very profitable company but also can return just as good returns as as an amazon or a google and uh yeah it's it could be useful to bookmark and just send to that type of like quite educated person that Sometimes it's even harder to break down because they just go, look, Bitcoin doesn't have any profit and loss, doesn't have any profit. I, d I don't know how to value this thing. It's just it's mm. impossible to value. It could be worth a million today. It could be worth $10 tomorrow. How, how do I know? And you go, well, there's a whole host of reasons why. And here, here's a load of them uh, from someone that thinks like you and someone that was a Bitcoin denier until I think she, Lynn came in, I think in 2020, along with, yeah. along with yeah. Giga Chad. So yeah. she's, she's very late to the game, really. She, she could easily have gone, I'm late. Bitcoin's already at 50K. No, but yeah, she came in. And also a big gold bug previously to this as well. So she's been turned. Yeah. It's another person, actually, that probably admitted she was wrong. I'm yeah. sure she looked at Bitcoin plenty of times and went, nah, not for me. And then years later, went, I was wrong. Bitcoin is for me. And I'm going to take the hit and buy it for 10, 20, 30 times the price that I could have. If I hadn't said it was it was a scam you know, five years ago. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next uh, story to, again takes us in quite nicely because uh, Nick Battier, uh, a financial analyst, um, I guess one of my uh, heroes in the space, please. Nick, stay true to what you're continuing to do. Uh, he only, uh, and I've heard this out of his own mouth, um, looks at Bitcoin. He isn't necessarily a fan of any other shit coins, as we know right now. Um, and he's just, one, launched his new YouTube channel. Uh, as I've just updated the notes, he's, uh, he's done his first video on the Lightning Network. And... It was interesting to see the way uh, that he teaches it uh, and uh, teaches in, in general uh, to be in fact as well, which was kind of an insight as a lecturer that if I was sat in the lecture hall, how would I understand and the analogies that he uses? But ultimately, um, he was a gold bug and is now in this space, given up work. Uh, previously as an analyst on Wall Street to, to again, just concentrate on Bitcoin. But he's also teaching people that are interested in Bitcoin at USC, which I, I think is great because 
we've spoken many a time on the podcast the sound money or any financial principles and financial education isn't really taught in in schools you have to go out and you have to go and learn this and find this out and discover it for yourself and the only way that it's going to change is if it's put into the education system and it's got to start somewhere so uh so salute to Nick Batia and uh any comments on part of this he did talk about um why other shit coins are irrelevant like ethereum so he said um if bitcoin goes below the previous all-time high from the last cycle we have to look at it this is after he's slating ethereum for doing so Oops. and i was like oh this didn't age well <laughs> it didn't age well at all uh, um, he but did say it, we have to look at the data so you know he's very yeah, it was some interesting stuff he talked about in there because I think the education bit would be great. Imagine starting university and having him as a lecturer and actually learning the fundamentals about what our monetary system is mm. and scaling up to something like Bitcoin, because it's something which we've learned much later in life about how broken money is and what an illusion actually is. Um, and he talked you know, about Argentina as well, one of our favourite mentions. So we've got everyone who's kind of like, you know, kind of, going, oh, yeah, it's going to happen. He says it's not going to happen in the next couple of years. But in Argentina, they're going to Bitcoin to escape a currency collapse. Yeah. I, I think it's, when I listened, I was surprised he was a university lecturer. I go, because it's always just, it's a bit of a waste of time, in my opinion, when you're just teaching a class of, say, 30 to 50 kids. And quite often these things aren't recorded. They're just one moment in time and you have to just repeat yourself over and over again over and over whereas he's already a kind of personality he's already written a book for example so straight away mm -hmm. a book is much better than a lecture because a book can be read by millions of people you write very concise kind of it's probably like a book is a little bit like a syllabus and you put it down and then everyone that wants it can get it not just the 30 people that are in that room and then what's even better if you put your lectures on youtube which is obviously now what he's doing and you go, now there's not just 30 to 50 people in the room. There can be millions. The whole world can see it. And they don't have to be there at that exact time. We can see these yeah. lectures for decades in the future. So it's it's evergreen content as opposed to one use, one time. And, and to a load of kids, I hate to say it, but a university, this is probably, a, a, they, they didn't go to university to study Bitcoin. They've gone in to study economics. So I'd imagine he's going to be doing one of the modules. And then there's going to be another seven lecturers on the other side, all teaching kind of Keynes economics, probably completely undoing his work. And they're just going to have their <laughs> mind blown going, what the fuck like, is Austrian economics correct or Keynes economics? And it's just, what the fuck's going on? So, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think out of the two things he announced, the YouTube channel and the being a lecturer, I'm much more excited about the YouTube one because yeah. we need more people like him just doing nice, honest, well-researched, kind of competent education and getting it out there. Uh, as opposed to, I think he really, the reason why he's at the university lecture, I think his dad, he said he was a lecturer or no, his dad That's and granddad, I think yeah. went to that university and he went to the university. Now for him to go back and be a lecturer there is such kind of a kudos thing for his family. And you go, okay, fine. Like you're doing that as a personal kind of, a badge of honor that you're now a lecturer at the university that's been held in such high esteem that you're in your family just graduating from there was seen as the ultimate achievement 
but now you're actually a lecturer there you've you've gone up another level so i, I say fair play but as i if i if i was to give any advice i go right you've done it do it do a do a year do two years maybe then quit and focus 100 percent on the youtube channel you're going to help help so many more kids doing a really good well-researched well-produced well-funded youtube channel than you will ever do as a lecturer half those kids walk in hung over and don't want to be there so whereas youtube people click that link because they want to freaking click your link they don't they weren't paid to be there they don't have to, an exam to sit there they're clicking play because they want to learn about bitcoin so i do wonder if the uh the bitcoin lessons that he will be teaching are an optional lesson as well because um i think i think maybe in the video uh or i heard him say this somewhere else is that some kids will actually ask further questions over and above obviously what he's teaching so naturally if it was the three of us that were there we'd be like oh hold on let's have a a catch-up on what you said about bitcoin and then go further down the rabbit hole with him. Um, but as you said, others may just be, if they haven't elected to be as part of this, uh, part of the, the lecture, just, yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's another one. And, and maybe just see him as the, the kooky guy, because you've got the yeah. seven other lecturers on the other side that are all saying exactly the same, and you've got this one oddity. Yeah, I had one motivation when I went to lecturers. It was only... Is this on the exam? Like, mm. I, I need to pass the bollocks exam at the end of this course. So which which are the 10 questions you're going to freaking ask? And is this one of them? Yeah. And if you've gone off on a tangent and you're talking about Bitcoin, I'm like, all right, deleting that, deleting mm. that from my brain. Like, What's going to be on the exam? And, and, if, and, and if his lecture isn't on the exam at all, I hate to say I'm probably not even going. Yeah. And, that, and that's just me going into my brain at 1920. I, I was just, I was there to get this dumbass certificate and then chase girls and have a good time. And uh, I do wonder as well, and how he will actually write a paper or kind of test the students in a way, because Bitcoin moves so fast and the syllabus moves so quick. You know, I'm already looking and waiting for layered money too. You know, this needs to come out. I appreciate he's... He's um, translated the book into multiple languages, but there is more to be said um, because, again, we are so early into the space. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Should we move on to another liquidation? We kind of we teased it before, but this is following on from Celsius's collapse where they... Supposedly, they, they still have frozen withdrawals, by the way, Celsius. They are clearly being liquidated through a load of the shit coins pretty much going to zero. It's just meant they're over leveraged. A load of assets they think were, were backing up various loans because they were promising crazy percentages, right? You can put these shit coins into some of these places like Babel, Celsius, get 7, 8, 9, 10, 12% interest guaranteed a year. You go, where's this all this money come from? Like, who's loaning? money at above 12% in this in these shit coins to be able to like justify paying out people that are just putting their money there. And you go, eventually, whoever is loaning this money at that rate, eventually they're going to go bust because they're blatantly trading it or doing something crazy. So they're going to default on the on their loans. 
And once they default, it all comes crashing down. And, and that's what we're seeing, right? So Babel was another one, but I think this is, I think it was Chinese, wasn't it? Can't quite see in the art. Uh, Hong Kong. Yeah. Uh, they're Hong Kong, yeah. So they're over on the Asian side, which is why I've never heard of them. But they still have like 3 billion. So much smaller, like a tenth of what Celsius was. I mean, Celsius is the biggest of these kind of yield companies. Like there was a whole thing on, on kind of Bitcoin Twitter for the last couple of years about yield. Like how much yield are you getting from your Bitcoin? You go, mm. well, well, technically none other than price appreciation because it's I don't get more Bitcoin just for holding it in my wallet. But they're going, you can get more Bitcoin on top of the price appreciation by putting it into Celsius and Babel and growing your sats by 7% and then also growing the value of your Bitcoin in fiat. That's going to grow by 200% on average anyway. But you're also going to be getting 7 or 8% more Bitcoin as well. Very, very tempting, but just look too good to be true. I just went, no way Always. does that last. No way does it last. It's going to come down. True enough. It was good for about two years, and now it's all just exploded. So there's another guy, another company in Asia. They've gone bust. They, they don't admit it yet. None of them have admitted they're bust. None of them admitted they're insolvent, but they've frozen withdrawals. So when someone says you can't have your money, there's a reason for that, right? Probably means they don't have your money. <laughs> it's like the, I don't know if you've ever seen the famous clip of the, the guy on BitConnect, and he's, he's in his car. He's got his phone at him, pointing at him, and he's like, I'm not saying you've lost your money, but you have lost your money. But it's just like that, dude, you've lost your money. Like you can try and talk around it, all kind of ends up like you can pretend these guys are insured. Maybe you'll get some money. Maybe you will, right? Eventually, the liquidators will come into these companies. They'll find out how much money they've got. But the, the founders at the moment will be taking all the money out the back door. They will be making sure they're all done, just as the governments do and the banks did. So by the time any liquidators get near this, there'll be a, probably a couple of billion left out of a 38 billion debt book. So you're going to get, you know, five, 10% of whatever Bitcoin you had in there back. And, uh, and yeah, you, you risked all that money. You risked hundred percent of, of that Bitcoin for a 7% gain. And instead of getting 7%, well, you probably did get your 7%. Oh, sounds like a good get. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a good deal. Risk 7% to lose a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they're still taking money now. Uh, weirdly, I think they actually were. So their CEO of Celsius, anyway, he got in a lot of shit for shilling some random coin or try, trying to get someone to put more money in to make a loan. <laughs> and that was, I think, actually, to be fair to him, I think it was about two hours before this, this frozen withdrawals came in. But they went public with it going, he was asking for a lot of money from me to try and like back some loan or something. And it just shows that like he would have taken that money and then two hours later, frozen it. So I don't think now that withdrawals are frozen, I don't think you can deposit either. And you'd be fucking nuts to anyway, so. I was going to say, who would throw more money into this knowing <laughs> that they're not going to be getting it out? I mean, that's a different type of laundering altogether, right? It's just stupid. We, we've talked about this, you know, so many times since we started this um, around leverage, well, trying to get quick gains off your Bitcoin. Yeah. And it kind of falls into the same category. I suppose in the order you've got using like something like this, trying 
build interest of a DeFi against and you've got leaving on an exchange and then you've actually got taking your own self-custody so it's kind of like those levels of risk is it worth like seven eight percent i remember as a bitcoiner i can't remember which one um i can't remember if it was kobe or um that guy who seems to be relatively famous in the space had a bar and i think you hate him mr all that can't remember mm-hmm. his bloody name is now but i think one of the they were talking about oh yeah getting a seven percent return it's just like hmm you know, there's got to be risk behind that. And we've just seen them all fall apart in the last month or two. Mm. Yep. And, and all we can take from it is we were all called toxic when we we're warning people from people from service like this. We're like, Bitcoins are so toxic. People just, this is just normal. It's just finance. It's like, how do you reckon the finance market happened when the interest rates were too high and everyone was making too much money? It all fucking imploded, didn't it? Crypto is going to do exactly the same thing, just even faster, because they're not even got any regulation, and the interest rates are even higher. Like some of the interest rates on some of the shit coins are like two hundred percent a year or something dumb. And you go, this is impossible. Like, like clearly they're overinflating the the number of coins, or they're loaning it out to people that are absolutely nuts. This is a house of cards, and yet again, Bitcoiners end up being right, and all we we have to just hold our hands up and go, sorry for not being even more toxic, because. 38 billion ended up in Celsius. And anyway, it's weird, but I almost feel like slightly responsible for it because we weren't, we didn't call call it out for how shit it was even louder than we did because uh, a lot of people lost a lot of money and it's sad. And it does hurt Bitcoin this. Like a lot of people see yeah. this stuff and, and they'll talk about, oh, this was a Bitcoin kind of exchange. And it wasn't really. I doubt, I doubt they had much Bitcoin in there really. I bet most of what their collateral is was shitcoin. And because um, that's why they went bust, because that shitcoin went down by 90 odd percent. And I think their biggest holding went down 99.99 percent, whereas Bitcoin's down like, you know, was it like around 70? They'd have been all right with a 70 percent downturn, probably. But but when something goes down 99.9 and that was 30 percent of your holdings, you're done. That's it. Game over. And, uh, it's a shame. Yeah. But this but is life. I mean, in reality, this is just like... games. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, I think this, unfortunately, this is just the evolution of Bitcoin. Like, we just need all these people that's, that called us toxic and called us stupid for saying this thing, these things were a scam and we're missing out on 7% gains per year of more Bitcoin. You just almost needed to let them lose all this money, didn't we? It's almost, yeah. they couldn't be told. They just had to experience it and get wrecked. And um, I, I was talking to actually a guy on Reddit when he, he lost all his money in the Celsius thing. And I mean, he claimed he couldn't have a hardware wallet. He was like, my situation means I just couldn't have one. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I can't, I can't tell you my situation, but it's not normal. I think he was kind of going, I live in shared housing or some, some type of stuff. And I like, do, there's a million ways you could, could still have a hardware wallet. You can still get your, your, your words. You could memorize them in a whole variety of ways. You could put them in a book, da, da, da. And it was just weird because you just go, but there's don't take accountability for it really like i, I don't so are you saying sorry that he needed to therefore leave it on the exchange that was his excuse yeah you went i had to leave it on an exchange somewhere so i might as well leave it in somewhere where it's collecting yield as well because he claimed he just could not take custody of it it was too dangerous or something and i just went well well you've paid on the price now haven't you because <laughs> the, the, the danger of taking custody of it whatever risk there was you can manage that risk because you know who's around you. You could have it delivered somewhere else. Like you, you could have 
figured it out and done that. Instead, you left it in a place and you lost 100% of it anyway. Yeah, hello. The safe doesn't need to be in your house. <laughs> you know, it could be somewhere else. It doesn't that need to even be a safe, it, right? It, I, I was like talking him through it. I was like, it could even it, be on this mobile. Oh, God, don't do that. No. <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, but it's bloody better than like putting it on something like... Um, Oh, the Celsius. Bitcoin. Yeah, the Bitcoin could be on his phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah not the not the words or the yeah, the yeah. keys. Yeah. Um, well, it, it, again, it just goes to show. But I think what I've heard in terms of like this whole scenario is that still people are quite lazy. They're looking at these other exchanges, and it's naturally like we've spoken about where the war doesn't matter. It, it hasn't happened to me. The exchange that I've selected still works, still up and running, still secure. Until it isn't. I'm all right. <laughs> exactly. Until it isn't. Like, and, and the problem is these things don't crash slowly either. It's just literally yeah. one day, everything is fine. The CEO is out there and asking for hundreds of millions to back some loan that he's got. The next yeah. day, he's pausing withdrawals and it's yeah. over. And, and the next thing you ever see of your Bitcoin will be in 10 years time and you, you might get five cents on the dollar <laughs> if you're lucky in yeah. 10 years. <laughs> we should also as well uh, say, because it happened with GameStop, the, the um, what are they called? Like the companies where you were just normal trading companies stop you from trading as well. So it's not just exchanges that uh, don't allow you to take the money out. It happens with a normal trading exchange. So but in this scenario, you can actually take custody of your money uh, and you don't have to be you know, subject to their conditions. Yeah, that's why it's super unique as like, you know, even better than a gold 2.0 because yeah. if you have millions and millions of pounds worth of Bitcoin, any normal Joe can take custody of that without mm. a huge expense. You can have some harder wallets, a couple of safes, and, and you're good to go. Good yeah. luck securing a couple of million pounds worth of gold. You need a whole room dedicated to it and probably an armed guy. But with Bitcoin, you can transport it all over the globe and it's, it literally is a totally unique asset, which is why... And this guy was going, oh, I can't do it. I'm like, people in Afghanistan, in Venezuela, they're running in war zones. People in Ukraine, they have Bitcoin and they're fleeing across borders with that Bitcoin. And let's go, if they can do it, anyone can do it. It's just, yeah. I think in reality, you need to get it. And I think in reality, he, this guy didn't really get it. And he thought he was being smarter by putting it on Celsius and earning 7%. And I think he knew the risk, but he didn't think the risk was going to happen. And then the day comes, the risk, the risk comes true and you lose all your money. And, you, and then suddenly now you're just crying about, oh, no, that's not fair. My situation is different. I can't have a hardware wallet. And you go, dude, you're, you're not going to improve and get better as a Bitcoiner without owning that mistake. Own it. Start stacking sats again. And this time, take fucking custody of it. It's hard to start again, isn't it? Because you've got to get over the humility and the financial so, uh, you know, oh, yeah. you know, just be destined to... So my conversation with you, he wasn't admitting what he'd done, Correct. that he was in the wrong. Yeah. So he's got to admit that first of all, admit what he's done wrong and actually start stacking it properly. He was looking for the quick gains, like a, like a shit coiner. And pretty much he was. That was his shit coin beginnings. 
yeah the good thing is the price is down so <laughs> you can probably buy it for cheaper you just won't have as much probably to start with but he needs to hope for a long a long harsh winter and if we get that he might well be able to acquire that bitcoin back for less than maybe even he paid the first time but he's gonna have to earn he's gonna have to earn the fee at first to convert it because <laughs> that original bitcoin went up in flames when celsius went down <laughs> And there was tens of thousands of Bitcoiners all over Twitter telling him it would happen. So yeah. it's hard to have so much sympathy now when it happens. You're like, fucking hell, we couldn't have been much louder. <laughs> we fucking told, <laughs> we told all of you. When people got done in Mount Gox, like 1.0, that was pretty much the only exchange. And taking custody was really fucking difficult. Like you had to be pretty much a developer to know how to handle your private keys. Like there was no hardware wallets. There was no backup seed phrases. It was all very, very tough. And um, so pretty much anyone that wasn't a developer got wiped out in Mount Gox. So that one is like, but now we, we've learned from that mistake, right? We, that's why as many exchanges now, hardware wallets became a thing, seed words became a thing. And uh, so all the tools are there now. There's no excuse. You say this, right? But a lot of people, if you said the name Mount Gox, wouldn't have a clue because i've said it to a number of people about you know make sure you don't leave your money on the your bitcoin on the exchange or whatever on the exchange and you mentioned mount gox and it's just like what do you mean yeah, it's nearly 10 years so, ago 2013 yeah, exactly 2013 but again it goes back to the education of what we've always talked about here you know uh instead of watching I don't know, whatever your favorite episode on, on Netflix, you've got banking and Bitcoin on Netflix. You know, if you're going to put your money into something and you're not just thinking about the gains, you'll see the drama unfold in front of your eyes and it will shit you. It shit you up to make sure that you decide, you know, actually, I, I wouldn't be so stupid enough to do to do that. So uh, I don't even leave the free lessons Bitcoin on the exchange. Look yeah. at you with your free lessons. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the sanctions list. Yeah. <laughs> For being a fucking Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how the hell I'm still on the free lessons list. <laughs> yeah. If, if you guys are Nazis, then I'm definitely a Nazi. So. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> But um, yeah, cool. should we run to a story from last week that we're we doing again? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Where, where do you guys get to actually last week? Did you just skip it or did you mention just it? Skip yeah, it? We, we didn't just even, it. Yeah, I didn't even put it on the agenda. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> That's how we skipped it. Yeah, yeah. The, the I like how you um, you asked us a question. I would have expected you to have a listen. No, unfortunately, I did not listen to the last week's. Uh, I mean, you know, when we're when we're in charge, it is misinformation heaven. <laughs> you know, I'm sure viewer ratings are down, and everybody's you know doing whatever when we're when we're in charge. So yeah. Now, the choice is there's not a lot to this because I think last week we had two things from Jack. There was one around, was it he was doing a partnership with Jay Z, wasn't he? So I'm sure you yeah, talked about right. that one, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, that was and, cool. uh, and that one looked good. That was all Bitcoin-based, seemed to be funding yeah. a different industry and getting Jay-Z involved. All looked positive. But then yeah. right alongside that, he then releases this other thing where he's releasing Web 5.0, which is kind of crazy because 
Web 1.0 was like the first version of the internet, right? Just pretty much HTML on a page. And it was just information. You couldn't really do anything on websites other than play basic games and do whatever. We had Web 2.0, where all the security kind of came on. Now you can do online banking, all the social media. The internet pretty much became everyone's life in Web 2.0. And then Web 3.0 was pitched by the DeFi retards that all this kind of like shitcoin land was going to suddenly decentralize everything. And we're going to build everything in Web 2.0, but on shitcoins. And it's going to be called Web 3.0. So that obviously never happened. That's gone up in smoke. It's dead. And then Jack now has said he's releasing Web 5.0. And the reason why he skipped four is because mm. it's two plus three equals five. <laughs> I'm not sure he knows how version numbers work. They tend to just go up <laughs> in one, not adding the last two together. <laughs> like, it's just, nice. Like, what are we going to do <laughs> next? Like, is it web, like, what would it be? It'd be Web 8 next then, is it? Five yeah, plus three? Like, what, yeah. what, what are we doing here, Jack? And um, so, yeah, so he's, he's obviously like done a load of things. And this whole article, and there's an article linked, which gives quite a lot of details to what he's talking about. And also we found um, an actual PDF from his company talking about Web5, this decentralized web platform. And it pretty much talks through his whole business case and use case for how he thinks this is going to work. And it's very centralized around identity, a lot of what he's talking about, because it is one of the key things that next to get needs to get sold if you can genuinely just move from from game to banking to social all in and out seamlessly you do need to know who is moving from what thing and be able to share different attributes of different platform blah blah blah, blah. it gave me ptsd because in 2016 i tried to do exactly this because i was kind of in my shitcoin mode thinking oh bitcoin's great but blockchain's better and because we can do decentralization and we can do all this stuff with identity. We can link it all together, use all these decentralized platforms like Ethereum to do all this stuff. And then I realized I was totally barking at the wrong tree and a load of what I was talking about was nonsense. And actually, it isn't blockchain. It's Bitcoin that's the real thing. And uh, if anything, it's just a little bit sad to see Jack Dorsey kind of pitching something like this because... I think his heart's in the right place. I think he does want decentralized everything. I'd like to see a decentralized Twitter if you can get one of them out. But I think saying Web 5.0, it gives me shudders because I just imagine to get a lot of these platforms funded, they're all going to have tokens. It's just going to be DeFi, shitcoin land, times a million. And uh, yeah, I don't see anything good ending there. I wish he, Jack would concentrate on getting a decent hardware wallet out you know, a, a decentralized exchange stuff that is just Bitcoin centric, not this web 5.0. I don't even know what it means. It doesn't really mean anything. And um, yeah, it's just a bit of a shame. So kind of question around that one. Do you still think that you don't talk nonsense? <laughs> I, still, <laughs> I, I definitely still talk a lot of nonsense, but not about decentralized identity. I don't talk about that anymore. I think with what he's talking about, it's like great, but I think there's, you know, it's a future vision, isn't it? It's where we get to in the point of t where there's a Twitter equivalent. So there was the one which that comedian was setting up. I don't know what's happened. What was it called? It was um, the thing from the Matrix. Zion. 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 Yeah. So there's that as an example, then I suppose a decentralized setup of a, like a bank would be, 
you know, your ledger, wouldn't it? That That's fundamentally what it is. So I think he's kind of thinking about it, but I kind of think there's a lot, lot, lot more important things to do first. Yeah, yeah definitely. Because like, like I just said, like, you know, what is like one of the big reasons why people aren't Bitcoiners right now? I still think like, you guys kind of like called it out right at the beginning of this podcast. It is hardware wallets and self-custody. And Jack was looking at that. I was excited to see the iPhone version of a Ledger or a Trezor. I was excited mm. to see that. I really wish he was like spending hundreds of millions on getting some type of mobile app that is somehow safe or some type of little slick device that was super easy to use and was $10 or something. That is what I was hoping Jack was working on. Because just like the conversation I had with whoever it was who lost all his money in Celsius, we need to get rid of that excuse. It needs to just be, yeah. you know, no one says that excuse for why they can't get on Facebook because everyone's like, well, just, you can get on Facebook because you can get on Facebook, right? It's just easy. And that should be the same thing for going, why don't you take custody of your Bitcoin? Like, everyone can do it. It's easy. Just click this button. And we need that for Bitcoin, really. And I was, I, I, Jack, if Jack just concentrated on that one problem, like, he would be a legend forever. And Yeah. And also, got, it's, it's got lots of gains because it appeals to the masses as well. Yeah, I, mean, you, uh, so, I think I think in a way he almost is not big enough for him. I think I think he wants everything. Yeah, he, he wants does. like he wants the entire web and to re-engineer the and it's like Jack. It's not how it works. It's just no. no. Like Satoshi was a genius and he he just reinvented money and it's incredible that it worked this long and it's and continues to try. Imagine trying to invent everything. <laughs> like just every and getting it right and on a some type of stable decentralized platform that didn't need lots of changes because as we know the problem with a decentralized platform is you can't change it regularly because decentralized mm. which is why bitcoin is so slow at changing and shitcoins are super fast to change because there's two guys controlling a shitcoin there's ten thousand nodes plus controlling bitcoin which means our change is very very slow very very deliberate and we don't break the core protocol if you try and launch that for the entire web 5.0, you got to get it right first time. Of course. Of course, it's not, consensus not gonna happen. needs to be. It's, yeah, it's, it's, not. it's impossible. You, you can't have a version 1.0 of the fucking internet and never change it. But no. It's, well, actually, fair, to be fair, actually, Tim Berners-Lee kind of did do that, which is why we're still using it. And it's still on the core um, kind of ISP and HTML network he built. We're still on it. Yeah. And, um, people have tried to change it and it's like no no one will use the new version because the existing version has everything built on top of it but for web 5.0 i'm like you're honestly going to be like the new tim berners lee hey maybe i'm proven wrong maybe he goes does it but um i'm skeptical at the moment because i've heard web these web 3.0 i'm already like that's a that's a red flag and then the second he goes web 5.0 i'm like fuck off and then you know you know you know at least just say you're going to do web 3.0 properly and not not like shitcoin land once you go to yeah, exactly. version web 3.0 whatever it's going to be hasn't even saw the real light of day so yeah we've got a long way to go um yeah let's let's leave that for sure one of the things i did see uh, whilst doing research as well is the uh Mark, oh, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg is going to be launching an avatar uh, kind of web space where you can buy your avatar as well. Um, so I don't know if he's going to be using Bitcoin uh, to be able to, to buy your avatar in the metaverse. 
naturally you would hope so but that's you know iterative he's not trying to do too much but, uh, but slowly but surely you can't just go from one all the way over to there if Mark Zuckerberg thinks anyone trusts him enough to fucking use his little metaverse, he's fucking been drinking. Well, uh, I think unfortunately people will because they love Facebook and Meta so much. Yeah, I, I've got a feeling. I just, I just don't. Think, even if like some type of VR world takes off, whatever Facebook do, I just don't think anyone will use it. Or just, I think someone will just whip it off and. It's just gonna be. It's just gonna be like so moderated, so regulated, so just, and everyone's just gonna want to swear and do silly things, and everyone will get banned in that one. So they'll just have to pop up a different <laughs> one, and everyone will have guns in that. They're able to swear and just be, just be more fun. Like it's just, it's not even a new idea anyway. Like second life. That's just your fantasy land, isn't it? Like your own Westworld. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't know if it, if it was their one or another one where was being. Um, women can play they, they were touched in the oh. um, VR world. Did you actually see the video of that? It was hilarious. No. We, there's a little video and there's this like female journalist walking around and I think like she walks into the toilets of somewhere and I think the two guys walk in. They like both jump up and down up and <laughs> one behind her, one up in front of her kind of jump up and down kind of bumping her and then just like walk off laughing and she's like I was raped in the metaverse. (laughs) (laughs) And you go, oh my God. It's like, come on. Like, this is just, just, welcome to computer games. Like, have you not been teabagged yet when when you've been shot in the head four times? I have. (laughs) And I've also teabagged people. That's what we do in computer games. Like, come on. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. And she was like, I was raped. It's like, I was like, pretty sure you can't rape people in like this metaverse I thing. Know. Like, they didn't have any of that. They literally jumped up and down beside her, like bumping her character a little bit, and then laughed. <laughs> and I, I was raped. I was well. I think she said <sighs> I was sexually assaulted. So I'll like, oh, fuck off. Oh gosh. Yeah, I, I just don't yeah. think any of. Them, and the problem is because all these articles get traction, like they're never going to get going with it either. Because they're going to yeah. have to now go. You can't get within two feet of someone or. Like, it's just and eventually it's going to be are we even in like some type of social land or are we just in a, a game with a load of NPCs walking around yeah because at least you can't sexually assault an NPC <laughs> I can <laughs> well, I suppose we all try we, you we, would try wouldn't you the, the, the only guy <laughs> that would try we, well we all did it in Grand Theft Auto right where you yeah naturally <laughs> 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 You pick up the street walker and then <laughs> kill her for a cash. <laughs> but anyway, I think we're getting a bit off topic here. <laughs> <laughs> Too much insight into our into our world. We'll, we'll keep that for offline when we meet up. Um, so, Doctor Evil, ten percent. Second to last story was one of yours. Of a VC firm is close to failing after they have uh, eighteen billion under management. Take us through that. Yeah, this is um, quite a large thread about Three Arrows Capital. So um, someone called the DeFi Edge saying Mm. that they're becoming insolvent. So um, it's a bit of a a weird one. So there's various bits talking about how the company is a little bit of a hit piece. I thought it was interesting because talking about Celsius and 
um, Babel or Babel, whatever it's called. We've got another company connected to a crypto universe who are looking look like they're going to go under and it will end up hitting a number of um, cryptocurrencies and potentially take causing Bitcoin to take a bit of a hit depending on how much they've got. So they've got, what is it, 18 billion under management. One of their notable buys was they bought 559 um, million dollars of Terra Luna, which is now <laughs> worth $670. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ouch. And one of their founders... This is why um, we say how fun's them poor, right? How to turn half a billion into a fucking Ooh. weekend away at Haven. And um, one of their founders um, seems to be a bit influential and um, has a bit of an audience on Twitter of crypto hmm. people and started fudding Ethereum. I managed to get the price down, but then went and bought a load of Ethereum. So they're a bit of a scummy company, as you've started to probably already realise, and they've started getting margin called and they're not letting people withdraw um their crypto or money so it's a similar situation to celsius and babble and that they're going it's just how long mm. and they are they do seem like a bigger bigger version so it's potentially it's going to be another sink and it may have an impact on bitcoin i mean again you're hearing the same themes aren't we uh, of you know margin calls not being able to pull your money out, not being able to take a sovereignty off it. They're doing or making shit decisions time and time again, but people still fall for it. What's going on? Um, the, the problem is the, the guy that runs it is he's called Hasu and he had a massive reputation. He, he's, he's been um, made a lot of money in every bull cycle trading. And then I think, I think it was in this last cycle, he opened up this, three hours capital and allowed other people to give him money and then trade it. And um, obviously for, for quite high fees and yeah, built that the wealth that he had under management to 18 billion. And he's pretty much guaranteed to have a couple of billion, at least of that of his own money, um, probably in the fund and then also outside of it. So yeah, so he's built up a really good reputation for going, I'm the guy that knows how to ride these markets. Um, find the the shit coins, the the the, the diamonds in the rough, ride mm. them up, sell them at the right times, get in the next cycle, ride it up. So a lot of people trusted him, and um, I think that's fundamentally how he got so much money because these guys, they they know what they're doing until they don't. It's like the same with the exchanges; they're they're all exchanges are all safe to keep your Bitcoin there until they're not. Until so they're not. Yeah, it's um all, and he's he's the classic trader guy. So he he's probably one of the. This is the good thing about this cycle because it's broken so many of the models that were historically true. The traders that kind of figured out those models in the earlier cycles and it worked two or three times. This cycle has broken all the models. It, the price has gone lower, faster, didn't go up as high, came down faster, had two peaks, not one. All these things are all different, this cycle, all different to the last one. So even this guy, you had the almost infinite money, he's got wrecked his trading hasn't worked he's not only is the market down in shitcoin land like 90 percent. i would imagine he's down even harder because he's tried <laughs> to make back losses and it's compounded the losses to the point where he's now just got no money left and he's having to break pretty much go i don't know what to do i've kind of my um my fund is now insolvent and he's and the problem is the a lot of these funds which is why i think these guys are going this is bad for for bitcoin 
is I would imagine by the one asset he probably has traded the least will be Bitcoin. Because that's that's the kind of like the blue chip. It's the stable one that you just kind of leave. And it's the shit coins you're coming in and out of because you know they're going to zero. You just got to get in at the right time and get out at the right time. He's probably still got a shit ton of Bitcoin on, on his books. And if he gets pressured to then go, look, you just need to return your money, however much you have. If you owe 18 billion and you've only got three left, you have to return the three and he'll have to liquidate the Bitcoin. So that'll be another shit ton of Bitcoin hitting the market where yeah. we're already down at a low price. But the thing is, this is this the pain we have to go through, right? Is this it? It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, another one is he's got a large client. Someone had said, I can't remember what the name was in the thread, um, of $1 million plus. We won't even pick up the phone to them. Yeah, that's you know, that's because the thing is that if you've got if you're managing 18 billion, someone having a million in your fund, that is literally nothing. Yeah, yeah but it's well, it's not him, it's the whole company, they just won't pick up the phone. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's probably been asking for his money back and they're fed up of saying no. But yeah, it's that's pretty bad, right? That, that pretty much is... Well, that's their version of pausing or freezing withdrawals because they don't have a website. They have phone calls and it's a, a hedge fund where you move in money manually and all that type of stuff. So yeah, when they stop picking up the fund, that basically means we know what you're going to be ringing for. You're ringing to yeah. take your money out. And yeah. um, we don't have any money, so let's just pull out the phones and not let customer service b- blunder through some bad explanation as to why they can't return the money right now. We don't trust our caller operators to get out of these calls properly, so out comes the plug. <laughs> just don't answer them. <laughs> you can do a role play, couldn't you, of like you being the customer and me being the, uh, the, the, the fund manager, and ultimately... The answer is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what you say, you're not getting your money back. You haven't lost your money, but you've kind of lost your money. <laughs> Listen up. You didn't lose your money. Now, you you have your... Technically, you kind of lost your money. a really bad line i'm sorry i'm gonna to have to hang up the call uh you've offended me by not calling me by my my proper pronouns i'm i'm like a positive guys only positive vibes only kind of guy and um yeah. you're kind of bringing in negative vibes right now so i'm gonna hang up this call <laughs> <laughs> this this day is uh is work day and the kind of aura that you're bringing along to this call it's just not conducive to where i'm trying to be at right now i'm sorry may jesus be with you have a nice day (laughs) my thoughts and prayers are with you (laughs) but not my money (laughs) cool talking about people that are salty that lost money that they clearly deserve to have lost our our last story is a load of salty dogecoin buyers that are somehow suing elon musk for more than his net worth is <laughs> yeah. I, I when i saw Surprise. this story I, I i googled his net worth and it, google roughly came up with 200 billion and they're yeah. suing him for 258 billion which yeah. <laughs> kind of confusing all around it was it's, never even around that price 
So it's basically just to kill him off, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's a classic lawsuit where you just ask for ridiculous money. And if you get one billion, then you're ecstatic, right? It's, mm. it's a, a classic or American. They panic. might get some flumps. <laughs> some, some what? Some flumps? Yeah. They're not going to get fuck up. Oh, right. Sweets, <laughs> like the marshmallow thing. You might be like, here's a packet of flumps, share it amongst you all, and they'll be happy. <laughs> it's just it's a like... bit of a fucking ridiculous. Uh, we're losing you. Dr. 10% signal is too bad. You still there, Snever? So yeah, I'm, I'm still here. I'm hey. still here. Yeah, I was going to give him a chance to uh, talk. I mean, ultimately, we have had this whole pod and he's not been able to have a little bit of a rant about inflation. So we may get to the end of pod 59 without this. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's keep going. It's a sad day. Oh, it's a sad day. He's there. He's there. <laughs> you, you, you mentioned the fucking... It's like oh, saying... It's like saying Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Just say the word inflation three times and that's how it appears. I was in my office today. Someone brought up something about gas prices and petrol. I had a massive rant. <laughs> of course you did. And <laughs> 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 you. Yeah, my we've created, we've created a monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, this, it's just, this is just like... Uh, uh, a classic story where I think the person actually writing the article thinks like maybe this lawsuit has a chance. Like, it clearly doesn't because Elon is stupid as he was around shilling this Dogecoin thing. He actually never told anyone to buy it. He was very no. clever to not ever say those words specifically. He never went, you know, this is financial advice. It, it never was. He was just mentioning Doge, posting Doge memes occasionally. If you were dumb enough to think that he actually thought, because the thing is, whenever he was questioned, like, do you own sizable amounts of Doge? He always went, no, I own some, but the only sizable investment I have in this space is Bitcoin. Mm. And, and everything else that I have, I have no other investments. Everything else I own is in Tesla and SpaceX. He was very clear with that. So it's always never listen to what memes someone posts, listen to what they do with their money. And Elon, if you listen to him properly, the only investment he's done outside of betting on himself in Tesla and SpaceX was in Bitcoin. It's the only thing he's ever invested in, other than you don't think he's got some dink dog. <laughs> I don't think he does now. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and uh, and yeah, now they're now it's yeah it says ninety two percent down from like its all time high. They're all super salty. It's and they they need to be glad it's only ninety two percent down because it's got another eight percent to go. And uh, exactly. I get out before the eight that final eight goes. And uh, try and buy some sats of it, but um, it it was only ever meant to be a, um, a meme coin, so it's just amazing that people actually started trying to back it and make money out of it. It, it inflates the the um, the number of transactions every day, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. The the, the whole thing about Doge is literally a meme. Like, it's just the inflation rate is worse than fear. Like it's more centralized than fear. It's just it's literally just a joke. And I think sadly, Elon did try and fix it. And it's like, you can't fix something like that. It either is decentralized at launch and has a fair like issue of supply or two people already own 99% of the supply and they're just sharing out the final 1% between all the idiots coming in now. But no, that... 
who invented it sold all his um, Doge so he could buy some like a Honda Accord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and stupidly like sold it to like yeah another five guys and they they all held on. <sighs> well, hopefully this is the end. Um, I would like to see as well. Uh, maybe we can uh, we'll put it in our notes and we'll pull it up for next week. What percentage of shit coins are now dead? You know, so let's say there was roughly 10,000, you know, every code off 20, 20% or so, or, and they've all gone to zero. So effectively, we know in years to come, there will only be one all supreme coin. Yeah, you've got all these other projects, which are exactly that, just projects. And we have to go through this. But along the way, they'll die. And we've said it, it's like the, the ship, isn't it? And the barnacles will fall off the ship. And that ship, mothership, is Bitcoin. Yeah. And once we go through into the stratosphere, the final couple of barnacles, they don't make it through the ozone layer. They don't make it. They fall off. They burn off. And there'll only be one true coin at the end. But, um, but yeah. It's, it's... Um, I was going to say, it's dink bunk in the um, capsule. <laughs> it's not in the capsule but what will be is the four b's and naturally i'll bring the show to a close by saying that this episode 59 was brought to you by dr evil 10 percent aka the people's champ mr all in aka <laughs> the trillion dollar man because he will get there <laughs> myself so never look aka the excellence of execution, and she's still not here. Mrs. No Show, still never to be seen again. <laughs>